Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It's Monday, October 2nd. It's six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, Rob, I know that we had planned on talking about Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates, but I think we really need to start off the show talking about how our constitutional republic is now a monarchy because there is now a king and queen of the United States. I'm talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. The two people who were able to do something that politicians have failed at doing, and that is to bring young and old men and women all together to enjoy one event at the same time. Here's the thing, though, Casey. I believe there is no hope in this country. I I was very pessimistic as of yesterday morning um, when throughout the entire three days, the U.S. in a very bold move, let a bunch of 10 handicappers play in the Ryder Cup instead of the professionals. I was very depressed at about noon yesterday. However, as the day went on, I saw more and more people on social media saying they are sick and disgusted and already weary of the Travis Kelsey, Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift thing. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that maybe her invading and ruining the National (laughs) Football League for people is what is finally going to take this shrew down. I want to know if Travis Kelsey has really thought this through because I have. And let's discuss for just a moment. Once they get to the 90, 120 day, where are we? What (laughs) are we conversation? That's going to be about week nine of the NFL. And that's when the Chiefs play the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Big game. Has he really thought it through? Yeah, they just... It, Hammer and I were texting about this last night. I said, this this woman, for some reason, is Teflon, even though, remember in Dumb and Dumber, hey, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah. That's like every Taylor Swift song. Uh, like, if you were, just, I mean, but for some reason, she appears to be Teflon. However... She has invaded the National Football League. <laughs> and the National Football League, and Hammer and I were talking about this last night, and we talk about when he gets there, is a totally different animal of people. A National Football League guy only cares about the National Football League. He doesn't care about who the guy is dating. He doesn't care about your stupid songs. He doesn't c- care about how you are basically this just highly promiscuous person who everything always goes wrong and you blame everyone but yourself like he doesn't care about any of that so she's in a new world now and there's so much pushback and i noticed so much more from week one to week two and i think the biggest part of it was this was a national game right it was sunday night football and people are like we do not care about you and your stupid friends. We just want to watch the game. So maybe, Casey, Mm -hmm. maybe there is some (laughs) hope in this country going forward. How about Ryan Reynolds and Wolfman getting upstaged by her up in the suite? Every time the camera panned, it was like right on Taylor. And there's like big stars there in that suite. Eh, They meant nothing. But uh, lucky for her to have them as, I guess, her bodyguards. It is nine minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right, let's talk about Kevin McCarthy and what happened. uh, Avoiding the government shutdown as the government. No, 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 no. Time out. Not avoiding? No, we're not going to say avoid government shutdown. We are going to say what happened, Casey, because that's what we do on this show. That's why tonight we are nominated for a major award. How about this? McCarthy teams up with the Democrats to do 
do the exact thing he said he wouldn't do. Ah, boom. There you go, Casey. (laughs) We say what's going on here. We don't use the media-endorsed phrases. We tell people what happened, and that is exactly what happened. Kevin McCarthy, because he is an establishment Republican, did what establishment Republicans do. They lie to get elected, and then they do the exact opposite of what they promised to do in order to get elected. And usually it involves screwing you over, which is exactly what happened over the weekend. (laughs) Okay. So they passed that spending bill, no cuts, and that's what they said they would do. Um, okay, Casey, their whole Casey, their whole campaign, the whole premise of them running in October of last year was inflation is out of control, government spending is out of control. You elect us, and we're going to get the spending under control, which will fix inflation. Thus far, Casey, mm-hmm. they have now had two two A plus opportunities to solve inflation. And government spending, the debt ceiling, and this vote. And what did they do both times? <laughs> Kept on spending. Status quo. Yep, we're at Pelosi and Schumer spending levels. Absolutely. Still. So here is my favorite part about this. The uh, government is incapable of doing its job. It, it is the equivalent of if you and I, so each night before we do our show, we put together a template. I usually do it first. Casey goes in and looks at it. You know, we highlight audio, we number them for Kevin, we put several hours into doing, putting together the show. It would be the equivalent of if every single day mm-hmm. you and I just showed up for work and three minutes before we went on air said, what are we going to talk about? Oh my gosh, I don't know. And that is how the government functions every single time with these continuing resolutions. Oh, we didn't do our job. Oh, we didn't fulfill our promises. Oh, you mean the government hasn't been funded? Well, crap. Let's do another six week or four week or sometimes it's one week continuing resolution to just kick the can down the road. And they had passed or had proposed a bill that had a meager amount of cuts in it but it was for something like eight weeks. And people like Matt Gates stepped up and said, no, 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 no. We're not doing this again. McCarthy, you promised when you ran for speaker that you were gonna fix this issue. And all you're doing is cutting a minuscule, irrelevant amount of the government for eight weeks, and then we're right back here again, and we are not doing this again. So McCarthy said, blank me, blank you. Mm -hmm. I'll just team up with the Democrats, and I'll pass something with no cuts in it whatsoever. Na-na-na-na-na-na. 71-page bill that they said they hadn't read. Of course, you knew the Democrats were going to go along with that. One of the things that we highlighted, if the government were to shut down that would not happen, was flood insurance. Remember, all weekend long, Brooklyn was underwater. (laughs) So, of course, those Democrats were going to pass whatever came across their desk. Now, Casey, I have a question for you because you're the voice of reason here uh, on this program. And I I need to know whether I have the right to be mean to this person or not. So I'll put it out to you. Now, uh, our old pal, Jimmy Banks, Mm -hmm. he actually cared enough to show up to vote on this one. He He voted no. He did. Which is the right thing. Mm -hmm. However... We now have a no vote from him on the debt ceiling. We still have no idea where Jim Banks was and why he didn't vote on the debt ceiling. And a no vote on this issue. Mm -hmm. So Jimmy came on this radio station and many others and told everyone what a great guy Kevin McCarthy was and how I'm voting for him 15 times and everybody should totally love Kevin McCarthy and he's going to do an outstanding job. Well, on the two signature issues of... Kevin McCarthy's time as speaker, Jimmy has no voted, which he told everybody because he 
while he didn't care enough to show up to vote, he did care enough to go on like all sorts of media circuits flapping his gums all day ahead of the debt ceiling vote that he was going to vote no. So thus far, while we don't know how Jimmy would have actually voted, because, you know, he's into kissing the ring finger these days because he wants to be a senator. Mm -hmm. He says he would have voted no on the debt ceiling and he voted no on this. Mm -hmm. So the two signature issues, Jim Banks has said Kevin McCarthy has failed, yet Jim told us what a great guy Kevin McCarthy was. Shouldn't everybody pause and say, what the hell is wrong with Jim Banks's judgment? Well, I think you can direct that to Todd Young because guess which way he voted. Oh, let me guess, Casey. You mean it involves spending a huge amount of money we don't have on massive government programs that fail? I'm going to go that Todd Young went with yes. He did vote oh, yes. Oh, what do you know? And Mike Braun, of course, running for governor, so he voted no. Here's the thing, though. Four... So there are there are uh, seven there are seven uh, Republican U.S. representatives and one two three three four four no mm-hmm. three three of the seven so there were three of the seven you've got Houchin mm-hmm. Bouchon and Baird mm-hmm. voted yes correct when you factor in the senators there are eleven total and on that four of the eleven voted yes. So you've got the yeses from Indiana were Mervan, a Democrat, uh, Baird, mm-hmm. a Republican, who I, I have the great misfortune of him being my representative, uh, Carson, mm-hmm. Bouchon, yep. and Houchin, and then Spendingburg. <laughs> that's your that's your axis of evil right there in Indiana. My point in all this is you've got four of these of the nine Republicans, there's eleven people total when you factor in the senators. Nine of them are Republicans. Almost fifty percent of Indiana's supposedly conservative state voted to go along with this bullcrap, Casey. The thing that I find the most shocking about all of this is you know it happened late at night, right? Of course it did. And when they passed this stopgap bill, President Biden was awake to sign it. (laughs) They had to shake him out of his bed. Hey, we need your signature, dude. But of course, the uh, battle between Matt Gaetz and Kevin McCarthy rolls on. Uh, Matt Gaetz telling CNN that he will make a motion to vacate. Are you going to make a motion to vacate? Speaker McCarthy made an agreement with House conservatives in January. And since then, he has been in brazen, repeated material breach of that agreement. Uh, This agreement that he made with Democrats uh, to really blow past a lot of the spending guardrails we'd set up is a last straw. And then overnight, I learned that Kevin McCarthy had a secret deal with Democrats on Ukraine. So as he was baiting Republicans to vote for a continuing resolution without Ukraine money, saying that we were going to jam the Senate on Ukraine, he then turns around and makes a secret deal. Now, I know you and I probably have different views on U.S. involvement in Ukraine, but however you think about that question, it should be subject to open review analysis and not some backroom deal. So, so I do motion to vacate tomorrow? I do intend to file a motion to vacate against Speaker McCarthy this week. I think we need to rip off the Band-Aid. I think we need to move on with new leadership that can be trustworthy. Look, the one thing everybody has in common is that nobody trusts Kevin McCarthy. He lied to Biden. He lied to House conservatives. He had appropriators marking to a different number altogether. And the reason we were backed up against this shutdown politics is not a bug of the system. It's a feature. Kevin McCarthy's goal was to make multiple contradictory yeah. promises to delay everything, yeah. back us up against shutdown politics, yep. and at the end of the day, blow past the spending guardrails. 100%, 100%, 100% right on. He lied. That's what the Republicans always do. And when you go vote for U.S. Senate, 
you need to get square with the fact that Jim Banks has such terrible judgment that he, it wasn't like he just voted for McCarthy. He was on this radio station and many other media outlets cheerleading for the guy. Oh, no, he's great. He's a conservative. He's going to do wonderful. This is the crap-ass judgment that Jim Banks has. So you remember that when you go vote for U.S. Senate. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. <laughs> 20 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden was urging House Republicans, particularly Kevin McCarthy, to keep their word on funding aid to Ukraine. And of course, we're going to hear from him in just a moment. Uh, Chuck Schumer was saying, OK, these six weeks, we just have to get through this stopgap. But but we'll send more money to Ukraine. Don't you worry. Yeah. So, yes, this segment here, we're going to have Biden, uh, who malfunctions in the middle of a <laughs> lecture to Kevin McCarthy. We're going to have Schumer telling you how they're scamming and scheming you. But first, uh, I thought Colorado's Ken Buck. So he's a U.S. rep from Colorado. I thought his take on Kevin McCarthy not following through and lying was sort of the, you know, you don't have to take Rob Kendall's word for it. Listen to what a respected member of the U.S. House of Representatives has to say. Well, yeah, um, I'll tell you what, he may not be the part of the team if he keeps talking that way, because uh, he was high-fiving everybody like this was some great victory. We knew in January that we had to pass 12 appropriations bills. He and, and so many others wait till the very last minute to jam people with bad spending bills uh, with the excuse that the, the, the only option we had was to shut down government or spend too much money. That's not the option. He promised when he ran for speaker that we would have uh, 12 votes on 12 separate bills, um, and he did not fulfill that promise. Then he promised the, the president a very high number on spending, and he promised uh, other Republicans in the House lower numbers. So he has made promises that conflict with each other. This had nothing to do with people wanting to shut down government. Nobody wanted to shut down government. But also, we, we care very deeply about where this country is going to be with $36 dollars and, and as someone who was in the government as an elected and appointed person i will tell you i saw this all the time and i've got got caught into this very quick and used to vote against things all the time when people go well we have to get this done well i that's not my problem you know you you the administrator people or the bureaucrat people you're the ones who have waited until the last minute i'm not going to vote for something bad because you didn't give it time to play out in the in the public sphere or you waited until the last minute and this is what and it is by design the establishment republicans do they lie to you when they run then they win and then they get in there and they do everything they can to make sure that the thing they promised to do doesn't happen yet try to blame it on somebody else Okay, so President Biden was saying, stop playing games, get this done. And that was in one of his more coherent moments because he also <laughs> couldn't finish a sentence. He like, he pulled a McConnell. That's like a new thing to do. Yeah, so he- Did you go full McConnell? So he gets, you know, obviously the win because don't kid yourself, this is a huge win for big government and big spending and all the things that um, McCarthy and the Republicans and Biden and the Democrats are all for. And Biden comes out and tries to do some sort of victory lap and spike the football and he completely malfunctions in the middle of it. I hope this experience for the speaker 
has been one of a personal revelation. I'm not being facetious. I, uh, um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. He's not trying to be facetious. And this is the guy that McCarthy just Mm -hmm. teamed up with again. Right. Just like he did on the debt ceiling, Casey. Think about this. Debt ceiling, government funding. Who walked away happy? Democrats. Joe Biden and the Democrats. Who? (laughs) Just... This is why you have to stop voting for these people. Stop voting for them. They, who cares if there's a Democrat in there? There is no difference. They don't like you. They loathe you. They despise you. They lie to you because they believe they can get away with it. What kind of personal revelation is he hoping that Kevin McCarthy had, that he would come to the dark side? He would go to their side? But you know what? It's like if you're in a relationship with somebody and this is a, a, a long-term relationship or you think it is, and, and, and the Democrats, are like telling you right to your face, no, I'm not going to be monogamous with you. Sure. But the Republicans will look at you and go, oh no, you're the only one, baby. And then you found a, a sparkly fingernail in the bathroom that doesn't belong to you. Which would you rather have? <laughs> the one that is telling you to your face, you ain't my only one, or the one who's telling you that they're the only one. That's the most random thing ever. <laughs> Whose sparkly fingernail is this? Uh, okay, so McCarthy, uh, more lying, and this is, again, the, I mean, these people are, like, pathological. They are OJ level of being able to look you in the eye and lie to you. Uh, so one of the things McCarthy was trying to sell was, hey, there's no new funding for Ukraine in this bill. Well, as soon as it gets passed or is in the process of being passed, Schumer, mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer, the head of the Senate, goes on the floor and confirms, that doesn't matter, it's not in here, we'll get it soon enough, and McConnell's 100% on board with it. Majority leaders recognized. I have very good news for the country. Democrats and Republicans have come to an agreement, and the government will remain open. We will have avoided a shutdown. Bipartisanship which has been the trademark of the Senate, has prevailed, and the American people can breathe a sigh of relief. But this is a bridge CR, and Leader McConnell and I have agreed to continue fighting for more economic and security aid for Ukraine. We support Ukraine's efforts to defend its sovereignty against Putin's aggression. So thank you, thank you, to my colleagues on both sides of the aisle for their excellent work. The bipartisanship here in the Senate set the tone for today's result, and I hope it sets the tone for the future. Yield the floor. Schumer's happy. Biden's happy. So so grateful. Thank you. This is is why I always love the people who go get angry at me every election season and go, you're going to ruin it. You're going to let Democrats get in there and you'll be just fine with it. Yeah, I don't care because there is no difference. Mm -hmm. You have to flush all of these people out of here because as long as they are in there, you're never going to get anywhere because these people, these establishment Republicans, and I'm talking about Baird and professional office hopper Aaron Houchin and and Duke of Spendingburg and Larry Bouchon, who is a total greaseball. These people are running interference and they're working on the other side. So very concerned about more money for Ukraine. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to take care of it soon enough. L- 
Why aren't they worried about fighting for more economic and security aid for Americans? Larry Bouchon, what a piece of garbage that guy is. So he is a U.S. rep from uh, southern Indiana, the Evansville area, and he went to social media over the weekend, Mm -hmm. and he put some big thing up about how awful Matt Gates was. Larry Bouchon said more awful things about Matt Gates than the entire time he's been in the Congress or worse things about Matt Gates the entire time than the entire time he's been in the Congress about Joe Biden. And this is what I keep telling you people. These establishment Republicans would much rather deal with Democrats than you. They like the Democrats better than you. Larry Bouchon thinks higher of Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi than he does Matt Gates. That should tell you everything you need to know, Casey. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So there was some more fun happening in D.C. over the weekend, and that was when Jamal Bowman, a representative from New York, pulled a fire alarm in the House Cannon office. It's, it's like, I mean, the level of scumbaggery in our halls of Congress now, I guess, there was a time where we used to they used to just shoot each other, so we, we, we haven't gone full circle in that sense. But... So this guy, Jamal Bowman, who mm-hmm. is a member of the squad, he's the new, one of the new members, he's from New York, he's a total lunatic leftist, is on camera, mm-hmm. tape, whatever, pulling the fire alarm. He has since admitted, yeah, that was me. And Casey, anybody with an ounce of common sense has come to the conclusion he was doing this to disrupt the voting on keeping the government open. Yeah, he was trying to stall the vote. And uh, when confronted about this, okay, I'm going to read you his quote. This was how it appeared in the New York Times, all right? Here is his quote. Now, you tell me when you get when I get done with this quote, what is more scary? That you have someone who will create havoc inside the halls of government and claim an emergency by pulling a fire alarm in order to get a desired political outcome, or you have someone so stupid that he thinks the fire alarm will open a door. All right, are we ready? Mm -hmm. Quote, I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm mistakenly thinking it would open the door. (laughs) Sure. Because you know, Casey, in Mm -hmm. your your life, haven't you many times looked at a door and said, boy, that door won't open. I know, I'll pull the fire alarm. (laughs) That'll do the trick. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. But I want to be very clear. This was not me in any way trying to delay the vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying to urgently, I was trying urgently to get to a vote. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, So we are led to believe that we now have people, I'd rather have the guy be maniacal and evil and try to delay, delay the vote than a guy that is so stupid that he apparently thinks the way to get a door to open is to pull a fire alarm. Yeah, I mean, anybody who can read, anybody who's over the age of six knows, pull that big red box, it's going to set the alarm off. Now, Casey, so the next layer to this, because everybody knows he's not actually that stupid. He is stupid, but he's not that stupid. Knows he was not pulling a fire alarm because he thought the door would open. He was he was creating chaos. He was doing an illegal act inside the nation's capital in order to overthrow mm-hmm. or sway or whatever. Stop the process. St- thank you. Perfectly. Stop the steal, mm-hmm. right? Of the of the vote that was taking place. So 
Is he an insurrectionist? I would say that's probably pretty close, Casey. Have they arrested him? Uh, I don't when think When is he's... his trial? <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, so Trump uh, went uh, went to Truth Social Media, as he so often does, and he tweeted about that. And uh, uh, if it would be all right with you, I'd like to do a dramatic reading. Absolutely. Of the words from the president. Will Congressman Jamal Bowman be prosecuted and imprisoned for very dangerously pulling and setting off the main fire alarm system in order to stop a congressional vote that was going on in D.C.? His egregious act is covered on tape, a horrible display of nerve and criminality. It was very dangerous. Obstruction of an official proceeding. The same as used against our J6 prisoners. Actually, his act may have been worse. He must suffer the same fate. When will his trial begin? Mm-hmm. Triple question mark. Mm-hmm. I think it is worse. Because this is someone who is elected to be there. Yes. And his excuse is I'm too stupid. Mm-hmm. To know, let's see how old Jamal Bowman is, Casey. Let's see here, shall we? Jamal Bowman, thankfully the internet is right at my fingertips these days. Jamal Bowman is a 47-year-old man. Doesn't know what a fire alarm is. He is a Mm 47-year-old man who claims that he does not know that if you pull a fire alarm, that will not open the door. And by the way, even if it did open the door, think of the arrogance of you as a human being. That your vote is so important that I can disrupt the entire proceedings and give a false sense of danger to every person in that building because my vote is so important. These are the people that represent us. Well, and everybody was coming to his defense. Well, everybody on the Democrat side, (laughs) specifically AOC, she was defending him. I'll be honest, it doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. <laughs> Have you talked to him? What's yeah. going on? There? I mean, listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. The exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. He so pulled a fire alarm? So I'm, I'm, what I am here to say is that House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are inactive and he's fully participating in saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important to raise is the fact that Republicans, representatives like Nicole Maliotakis and others, immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel before there before there has even been conversations that are that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding here misunderstanding so now we can use ignorance as a defense casey Mm -hmm. and this is why i love because jimmy remember jimmy bank's excuse old jimbo's excuse of not voting on the debt ceiling was they closed the vote while i was walking up to vote Mm -hmm. i've never understood this as someone who's been an elected official you know when the meeting is you know in this case when the vote is they have to tell you so people can be there to vote it, when I was an elected person, Casey, over four years, you know how many scheduled, regularly scheduled meetings I missed? Zero. 88 in a row. Why? Because they tell you when it's going to be. You're elected. You show up. Being on Fox News or flapping my gums on the radio or uh, 
whatever the hell Jamal Bowman was doing, you know when you're going to vote. You should never be in that position to begin with. And what? You don't have a cellular telephone. You don't have somebody who you can call. You don't have an aide who can let you in. I mean, this is the whole thing is ridiculous. These excuses from these people because they're doing something else. They're doing something else that's more important to them. And then they, because they believe that they're more important than you, everybody should just roll over and play dead and then do excuse it. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if you were running late one day for the show and you couldn't get up to the studio in time, so instead you decide to pull the fire alarm and the entire building has to be evacuated? That's how narcissistic this guy is. It's all about him. And then there's AOC. I mean, can I just tell you what she really meant? What she really was saying there was, hey, this guy's on my side. Yep. He's on my team. And no matter what he says or does, I'm going to defend him. All right. So uh, Ron DeSantis went on Bill Maher's HBO show. Mm-hmm. Bill Maher's back. And he, the, Ron DeSantis was his, on the featured guest on his first show back. And there were two audio clips that I thought that were totally fascinating. One working in DeSantis's favor and one working against DeSantis. And they're coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 945. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Well, he said he was going to wait until the strike was over, and so it is, and he's begun. We're talking about Bill Maher and his show on HBO. It's called Real Time. The first episode was back after the pause, and his guest was Ron DeSantis. So you had asked me, you said, Rob, why would Ron DeSantis do this? Mm -hmm. And I said, I think it is a clear indication, and we'll get to this with some of this audio here in just a moment, that DeSantis is in trouble. And poll after poll, he kind of backs that up. He's number two, but a distant, distant, distant number two behind Trump. And he's looking for new ways to try to make a splash. Mm-hmm. And what people do, how how you interpret what they're doing really is relevant to who the person is. And you're like, boy, Rob, what a wordsmith there. What the hell do you mean by that? It's a game of expectations. If I were to ever be hit in the head by a large boulder and suffer from amnesia and be talked into running for public office again, (laughs) I would do things like this all the time because I seek chaos. Mm -hmm. I seek calamity. I seek drama and conflict. And I thrive in those in those areas. That's my personality. People Mm -hmm. would see me do that and go, that's just the way he's wired. Ron DeSantis is not that. Right. He's a very guarded, straight lace. I mean, that's the knock on him, right? He's super boring and he has no personality. And yeah, he's done a nice job, but I just, I don't know. I just don't like the guy. So the fact that he's on Mars show, which again, we'll get to here in, in just a moment, is proof. He Look, he knows he's in trouble and he's seeking something. He's looking for something that will elevate him in the minds of other people. Hey, he's a fighter. He's willing to do this. It's free publicity, whatever. Okay, so the latest New York Post poll has Donald Trump sitting at 62% approval rating and Ron DeSantis is only at 10%. But think about the optics of this. That's like a poll of who the people are going to vote for in the primary? Yes. Okay. Uh, Uh, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, but look, it's it's somewhere not closer, right? It's somewhere in between. Uh, but think of the optics of it, though. My point is, over the weekend, you have Ron DeSantis going on Bill Maher's show. Yep. 
And then you have Donald Trump who's out autographing yeah. farm equipment. John Deere Green. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's play because one of the problems for DeSantis is I think he went on here to kind of show, hey, I'm a fighter. I'll go on with Mar. And Mar, to his credit, gave Trump, uh, gave DeSantis a whole lot of credit for mm-hmm. how he handled COVID. Let's hope Kevin bleeped this audio clip so we can keep our jobs. And I think it's it's unfair what they did to you because you did handle it better. You did handle it better. You were right. You were like, let's target the people, protect the people who are most vulnerable, and everybody else can go on with their lives a little better. You open schools sooner. And a lot of the stuff that's come in, the information we have after now, we've got a few years to look at it. You were more right. And they won't give you credit for that. Well, it's the not New York about time- credit for me, though. It's not about credit for me. It's about, well, okay, it's but- about them admitting that they were wrong. Because right. they are setting us up. If this right. happened again, they would repeat the same playbook all over again. But, and if we don't have accountability, that's what's going to happen. So I'll bring accountability so it never happens right. in our country I, I again. Mean, I saw the New York Times did such a despicable hit piece on you that I saw because I forget what the lead headline was, but it was basically Ron DeSantis up the, the, the pandemic and then like at the very end it says florida's death rate overall was better than the national average now if you're going to do a, an article <laughs> if you're going to do an article about florida and the pandemic shouldn't that be the lead yeah. shouldn't that be the i mean talk about burying the, lead? The, non- the problem for ron DeSantis is he has attempted to run a logical campaign in illogical times mm. I, I thought I was thinking about this over the weekend. Yeah. And I was thinking about this yesterday as I was putting the show together. And the answer is there is no answer. There's nothing he was going to do or be able to do in hindsight. And I am very, very guilty of being wrong about this. It's very rare I'm wrong, Casey. But if you're going to take credit for being right, you got to take credit for being wrong. Now, maybe something happens in Iowa. As we talked about, it's a different animal. Anything can happen. But as of right now, I thought people would see this guy. And they would see the job he did Mm -hmm. and they would see him and they would see his family and they would say, oh, my gosh, we can get way better stuff than we got with Trump. If you're a conservative or liberty person without a fraction of the drama, sign me up for that. And people have just not connected. Yeah, they've not warmed up to that. They want they want the drama in in the Republican on the Republican side. They want the entertainment and they are getting that from Trump. And again, as I was sitting in Florida during the pandemic, watching him on TV and I thought, oh man, people are going to love this guy, but he's not connected. And they said something in there that I thought was really interesting. He's talking about, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis, what he did in Florida during the pandemic. And DeSantis is saying they've got to learn from this. They have to have a Accountability, what they did this time, because next time we can't do it again. Yep. However, right here in the great state of Indiana, what did Eric Holcomb say last week? No regrets. Yeah, it is. It's frustrating because if Trump gets in there from a purely political standpoint, from a purely, I'm sorry, from a purely policy standpoint, let's take the politics out of it is what I was trying to say. You're you're not going to get anything if you're a liberty minded person you're going to be excited about. Trump has made very clear he's not doing anything with retitlement reforms. He's not got any plan to curb government spending. He's not got any plan um, in in terms of dealing with inflation that is other than drilling for oil, which is not. I mean, it's part of the equation. So from a public policy standpoint, which is what we should actually care most about, I don't see the country getting better if Trump gets reelected. Now, there may be some things that do improve, But the core issue 
which the core issue in this country right now is out of control prices, inflation caused in large part by government shutdowns, which Donald Trump supported Mm -hmm. and government spending, which Donald Trump supported. There's nothing he has shown to say he wouldn't do things differently again. All right. So Marr summed it up, right? And and when he praised him, he then circles back and said the thing that we started this segment with. If he weren't losing and losing badly, he would not be on this show and DeSantis can't win. You did not take my advice. What was it? I was on this show a few times when we talked. I said... This guy's crazy to run this time. He's, what are you, 45 years old? You just had a birthday, right? Yeah. You could run for the next 20 years. If you were Biden, the next 40. (laughs) Okay, why run against Trump? You're trying to thread this needle that will never happen. Well, for a couple of reasons. You can't can't disavow him because that's the base, and yet you're running against him. And that's why... I mean, let's face it, Ron. If this if campaign was going well, you wouldn't be on this show. Oh, that's not true. Um, so, um, one, I don't think he can win the election. Uh, I could win the election. Two, I don't think he could actually get the job done that we need to do. For example, COVID. And he goes on to lay out a, a group mm-hmm. of things. It's just a very weird time where logic doesn't seem to be working in terms of, here's my record, here's what I did. Wouldn't you like to have this and the people are just simply saying nope. no we don't we don't want you know 55% republican vote in swing state we don't want lifting other candidates down ballot candidates we don't want tax reform we don't want you know responsible governance we don't want anti vaccine po- you know it's like they're just i've given up like i, I feel like we Remember, like the first three or four months out of the gate on this thing, we were kind of like banging our heads, mm-hmm. going, "If we just educate the people, then they'll yeah. they'll see it." It's like the people see it; they simply they simply do not care. Well, okay, so Bill Maher said that he's trying to you know disavow. He can't disavow Trump. In the beginning, yeah, he wasn't doing that, but I think now it's turned for Ron DeSantis, yeah. and he is starting to go after Trump. He was he was timid in the beginning, and he shouldn't have been. Now he's starting to go after Trump a little bit, asking him to debate things of these nature. So, all right, all right uh, real quick, we got a few minutes here. There is a big rumor now that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to drop his bid as a Democrat Mm -hmm. and and run as an independent run as an independent and uh, actually he there he's got a big announcement coming up in Philadelphia people think it is going to be that here's a little little bit of the teaser from the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. uh, announcement Hi, everybody. I'm going to be in Philadelphia on October 9th to make a major announcement at the very birthplace of our nation. I'm not going to tell you right now exactly what that announcement will be. I can say, though, that if you've been waiting to come to one of my public events, this will be the one to come to. I'll be speaking about a sea change in American politics and what your part and my part is in that change. Uh, and it's a big, long thing. It's like a two-minute clip. We're not going to play all of it for you. So the question becomes, it mm-hmm. appears that he's going to do this. They haven't refuted it. The, the posts and rumors and stories are everywhere. They haven't re- even tried to refute it. So it appears that's what it is. Who does this help? Because he will no doubt be on the ballot in all 50 states. Will he be able to? And this is what I think the key for the election is going to be. I, I've got to figure out what the polling threshold to get in the debates is this time. I, I, if it's 10%, 15%. 
if he gets on a debate stage and it becomes Trump and Kennedy against Biden, because he's going to be on some sort of revenge tour against the Democrats, that could go horribly for Joe Biden if he's got two people teaming up against him. Well, we just talked about it last week, how Hillary Clinton took Biden aside and said, hey, you know what? A third party means bad news for you. But at this point, RFKJ, I mean, he almost doesn't have any other option yeah. because he could see how corrupt the Democrats are. He's not going to get a fair shake any which way. So we might as well go out and do it on his own. Yeah, the uh, and this is going to be, so this is going to be the issue. Who does he pull from? Because he's a Kennedy. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Democrats. Biden is horrific. That's going to be Democrats. And yet there's a lot of people who are don't want to vote for Biden who are looking for an alternative to Trump. So I'm not sure. I think a lot of people thought, oh, my gosh, it's going to be overwhelmingly great news for Trump. I'm not sure it's actually going to be. However, he will get on the ballot in all 50 states. If he can get on the debate stage, he will do immense damage. And you might see for the first time in a very long time, a third party actually pull electoral college votes. All right, coming up next hour, we're going to speak with Abdul. We've got the polling numbers in about the Indies mayor race. We're going to get into that coming up from 93 WIBC. Get off the street. Blow, Danny.